Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents Three the Hard Way. Be revealed. 
in the form of Reverend Dan Wilson, who interrupted the blindfold match and blinds Brian Blaze and lets us know where his allegiance stands. But at the end of the night, at the end of the night, oh, sweet revenge, because Stephen Platinum got shaved, completely <laughs> bald, by our good friends. Right, Porterdale's own King's Barbershop came in and did a spectacular job. Even though he tried to get away, they tossed him back in and shaved him clean as fast as you can do it. And that was just one show, Woody. <laughs> that was Holy one moly. And you know what? The whole basket, boy. Wow. Yeah, I gave it all away. I didn't hold anything back for myself. Um, and also on that Saturday night, you know, we talked about Gunnar Miller a lot on here, and he's all over the place right now. He's in the scenic city. He's wrestling Tank in a couple weeks at Why We Wrestle. He's uh, been in this world feud with, with Logan Creed. And so come Saturday night, he stands in there with Shane Marks. And uh, wow. he obviously we know where my allegiance lies in that fight. So I thought, yeah, of course Gunner's good. He's going to get in there. He's going to he's going to give a good show, and you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna just beat him down. But Shane Marshall's got this, and I saw the biggest CTE Gunner has delivered yet. He almost knocked Shane almost out of the ring, and he pinned Shane Marshall, three-time PCW heavyweight champion, clean in the ring. No no chicanery, no monkey business. Pinned him straight up, and so that brings us to the Fourth of July. It's a zillion degrees outside, but the people are still out and they're ready to go. And um, you know, we have a lot of great things happening on the undercard. Um, go time, Eric Jones is starting to find his footing, and he's uh, coming back from being injured against Cameron Jackson. He gets a big win. Um, the Washington Bullets are there. All this happens. And then <laughs> so, Gary Miller and Logan Creed are both there. Jeff Bailey gets the idea that, hey, we've got a cage here. Why don't we just go to intermission early? Let's throw this cage up, and let's put Gunner and Logan Creed in the cage. Wow. And I got to tell you, man, um, if not for an insane, crazy war game, um, it would have it might have been, it would have been the showpiece of the night. But you talk about having – a great chemistry and understanding what it takes to really perform well. And Woody, you were out. All y'all were out barbecuing, shooting the hooch, whatever it is you did. It was <laughs> hot. It was so hot. And those two went in there and went all out for 15, 20 minutes. And they just threw it down. And Gunnar Miller wins again, Woody. Wow. He wins another one. And so that brings us to our war game. And, Woody, I, I kid you not. And, y'all, I promise, this is not any kind of wrestling hyperbole. This is the straight truth. This is how it happened. The war games gets ready to start. Carpenter is the first entrant. And I promise, as soon as his music hits, the clouds wow. move in and it starts to drizzle. It starts to sprinkle. Kind of evil. And I said, <laughs> I said, uh, I said, I'm pretty good at booking, but I, even I ain't this good. <laughs> um, and the you war game. You calling a favor? 
the war game starts. I think that might be out of my budget to pull that one off. <laughs> the war game starts, two rings, two cages, and they're killing each other. And Stephen Platinum had a choice. And so instead of one entry coming in, it's the Washington Bullets. Both of them are in. So the uh, Team PCW is dreadfully outnumbered. Luckily, Johnny Danger comes in with a garbage can full of weapons, and he starts leveling everybody. Um, Quasi-Mendisco snatches the wig off Platinum's head, and everything's happening. Well, Platinum sends in three more guys, some sort of shock troop bunch with their faces all covered. We don't know who they were. And it's a melee. And I'm telling you, folks, find Quasi-Mendisco pictures. Look at our Facebook. You'll see all this up there. Quasi-Mendisco mm-hmm. was wearing the crimson mask um, to the point that even the great Bailey had to look on and say, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> and that's a man who knows. <laughs> yeah, and that's a sure. man who knows. And um, so it, it, we just everything breaks down. Supernatural returns. Brian Kane climbs in the cage. They do stereo moonsaults off the thing. Everything's going to bedlam. It's, it's all happening. We're losing control. And who should walk out of the door and walk into that cage? Gunnar Miller. Wow. Now, Gunnar Miller's aligned with Jeff G. Bailey, who is aligned with the cornerstone, but Jeff has been clear, which usually doesn't mean anything, that he is not here to do his normal business with him. He's not. This is not a win at all costs. This is to prove that he can take a man who is raw talent and mold him and let him get wins on his own simply with just tutelage and not his crafty and evil nature. And the people in Portadale love Gunnar Miller. So we don't know what's going on. We don't know why he's there. But we quickly find out what Gunnar Miller wants is not to be Fighting necessarily Team PCW is not to necessarily fight for the cornerstone. What Gunnar Miller wants is to fight Jeter. And they're on different sides of the cage, and they finally see each other, and they just start tossing people out of the way, chunking them out of the way to get to one another. They clear, they clear two cages full of men, throw them all out, and they lock up, and they start battling. And the referees can't get them out. Security can't get them out. The only thing that they'd still be fighting right now if I had not got Bailey and Brian Blaze to go in there and plead with them to please stop. But what we did right there, there's no sense in waiting on it. There's no sense in dragging around. We know September 17th for sacred ground what our main event is, and that is Jeter versus Gunnar Miller for the PCW heavyweight title. That's a hell of a main event right there. (laughs) That's a thing. (laughs) Well... You may believe it or not, but I had a wrestling free weekend. Uh, we uh, rode up to Birmingham uh, Saturday, uh, went to the dog track, played a few games of chance, came back with a little <laughs> money in her pocket, then uh, <laughs> then uh, uh, I had to work Sunday and Monday and tonight, so... That was a lot of my weekend. I went to Birmingham. That's a bad weekend, Woody. Birmingham was a highlight. I'm not, that's, I've had a long-standing vendetta against Birmingham. <laughs> 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 See, when you go up there, you got to pick a camp. You either had to pick yeah. Huntsville or you had to pick Birmingham. I went to, I went to college in Huntsville, so <laughs> I stand strong 
with the Rocket City. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I dusted off one of my old Auburn hats and made sure I wore I'm it up sure there. I'm sure you so, did. Sure you uh, did. You had to go looking good and representing. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, but, uh, um, what a great time to be alive in wrestling. We got some good stuff happening all around. Um, how's going Everybody's kind of gearing up. And, Getting ready uh, for the big that, ones. Yeah, we're all sort of. I think everybody kind of shifted gears to get to, to get to where they're going. I just talked about September seventeenth is obviously our big day, and it's your big day too, Woody. What are the people going to do? They might have took a side. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we're pretty far apart from each other. I think we're going to be okay. What's what's are the name? Are you done with announcements? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'll make one right now was. if you want to. Uh, we, we, we are stacked as a gill. We just added another one. Also, going to be at the uh, Super Show signing autographs and taking pictures. Angelina Love is going to be there. Uh, we got Ricky Steamboat going to be there signing mm-hmm. autographs and taking pictures. Uh, hey, Billy Gunn's going to be. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Billy Gunn's going to be in action. Uh, my favorite of the whole show, Caprice Coleman's going to be there. Uh, Scotty Two Hotties going to be in action. Carlito's going to be in action. Rebel's going to be in action. And more to come. A couple more. Oh, my God. Oh, my but goodness. I'm going to shift some gear. Man, you look at the internet everywhere you look today on every wrestling page, the Hardy's big match tonight. I mean, it's the high. What, what do you think? Uh, yes, what let's I mean, talk about this. I am excited about this. I'm, I, and what's bad, I don't have Pop TV at work. I'm going to try to find some way of streaming it. Maybe if you know a link or something, you can send it to me. I bet, uh, I, bet I could do something for you. Uh, um, man, that's uh, the the hot man. They've got all these Hollywood big wigs putting it over, and uh, I'm either it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. Yes. Uh, that's the way I feel. Uh, that's yeah. This is I have been on the man. This is terrible side of this the whole time, just because it's so wonky. <laughs> it's done it's, so it strangely, <laughs> and and I just. I just thought that was everybody's opinion. And I was talking to a couple folks who know more about this than I ever will, and they convinced me that I was wrong, that I, I had it backwards. But, no, this is actually good. This is, And I think what we kind of what we kind of decided on was even though it might go completely awry and it's been very different in how they built it up, that it's at least good to just have something – to sink your teeth into, be it bad or be it good. Um, and that's what this is. I can't believe that TNA is getting this level of hype for a match that, you know, this they've already had this match. They, they had that mm-hmm. match years ago in the WWE when both of them were younger. But, no, everywhere I look up, somebody's talking about the damn final deletion. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone I've seen today, I mean, since I got up today, it's been nothing but hype for that. And, and it's been nothing but good hype, you know. It's it is. Uh, it is. It's, uh, and it's good to you know, know that I, that I, still I, works. I honestly believe TNA is getting better from what I'm seeing. You know, minus a few people that they should call out, but sure. uh, 
Sure. Uh, it, it, the product's probably better it's been in the last three or four years, I'm going to say. Absolutely. But yeah, and, uh, they may have done, an, burnt that bridge in, is the deal. So, right. Uh, you know, they might have just I don't know if they can get it back. too many times. Yeah, you, you keep yeah. telling us that it's going to be good, and then when we say, okay, it's going to be good, I'll, I'll trust you. I'm not going to trust you but so many times. But, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they're not. They're not where they were when, you know, they drew the big number with Angle and Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah. That was the best they'd ever done. But that thing, even then, they had terrible things going on then, too. Um, I think they just burned through any goodwill, but who knows? You know, the thing is tonight is, and this is, you know, this is uh, the same thing for any, any wrestling show. When you've got the guaranteed draw, and the guaranteed hook. Everybody's tuning in for the final deletion. The most important mm. thing is that you find something else. Exactly. That surprises people. Um, that's what you got to do. You got to use that momentum to get something else over. Um, I'll never forget the, the Jeff Hardy Peach State show that happened. Um, you had the guarantee. You knew that was going to be successful. But what they tried to do was use it to get their guys over. And that's how you use a thing like that. Get somebody else over so that way when you don't have the big thing, now you got this other thing that people can come see and be excited about. And if I was on that impact taping and I knew that the taping was going on for that thing, I, you couldn't have beat me out of it. <laughs> you go you're gonna have the match you gotta have the match of your life because I mean that might be the one. Um yeah. that might be the thing that gets you through. That's, that's kind of what we we did with uh, with the AJ Styles show, you know. I had my meeting before the show. I'm like, all right, guys, you know, all these people are here to see AJ Styles. Now let's get them back to see you. You know, let's we'll exactly. say AJ Styles is great, but some other guys wasn't bad either. Wouldn't so, mind seeing uh, them again. Yeah, exactly. Talk about? exactly. And we've and we've gained some fans and uh, and got a following up and down five fifteen now because because of of that. So yeah, uh, um, I'll say that if we if you didn't if you don't come back to PCW after what you saw yesterday, then I don't I, 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 there's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> I can give you everything I can give you, um, uh, and and. I am, you know, I, I'm, I have very high standards, as all of us do for our shows. Um, but even I couldn't find a, anything past a nitpick yesterday. <laughs> that's it good. All, yeah. that, that's nothing better than that feeling when everything, you, you, you've laid the book out, everybody read it, and they loved the ending. So, and, yeah. and you go home, and, and on nights like that, I go home, and I sit there for hours and I, and you know, and are you coming to bed? I said I will a little bit. I'm yeah. satisfied right now. I just, I just sit there and, and I kind of right glow. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. And what I won't talk to nobody about it. I just wanna, I just wanna fill it yeah. out. It was yeah, terrible. So I had to go to work this morning, but I still had to get my soak in time. Like you know what, we mm-hmm. did a good thing tonight. And and you know the fans being happy, that's the ultimate goal. But you can tell it. You know, and on the ride home, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you're joking and doing your normal stuff, but somebody will just say, you know what, we had fun tonight, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yep. man. Because that's that's what we're, it, you know, 
past the money and the making it and the getting signed and all those things that, yes, are the goals for everyone who does it. But at the end of the day, AJ Styles and Ray Ray both want to go out there and do a thing great and have people Mm -hmm. understand that it was great. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, these guys, I mean, you know, they put the work in. They go to the gym. They do whatever. They train every chance they get. But the bottom line, the bookers and the promoters, they're the one that puts the work in as far as working the town, uh, getting your mind together, you know. And really, you know, the bookers and the promoters, they they seek more reward out of it, I think, yeah. Than than the guys do, and then then the fans do, and you know when you see the, the fans the, the bid on, they've bid on it, you know it's uh, it's no better feeling in the world, you know it really yeah. is. Yeah, and man, the thing about the thing about booking and promoting in, in general that I don't know if anyone can know fully until they until they've done it or been around enough people who have done it is that. On show day, it's just chaos for you, no matter what you do. Yep. <laughs> no, matter no matter how, how organized you are. It's chaos, um, and, and you have to be able to function at your best in the chaos. Um, we got to the building yesterday, and something that we were working on just could not be done. And, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't matter to everybody else. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Show's going on. We're still going to be the doing this thing. The show must go on. And it like must. the old Queen song. <laughs> absolutely. And it's never a moment's peace during the show. And, and I'm so glad you brought up that point about kind of how it feels when it's all over and you, you do get to sit back and look over it. And, anybody, and I encourage anybody who is in the business that listens to this, make sure you do that. When you've done something good, you don't have to – Please, God, don't tell me on Facebook. Um, you don't have to talk to everybody about it, but just take a minute to appreciate what you did that was right to yourself because that's that's really the ultimate reward is that you you did something great and it was recognized as being great, and there's just no <laughs> there's no substitute for it. Man. You know, there's no a lot there's a lot of night, a lot of nights after the. The show's over. We're tore down. We've gone eight, gone home. You know, everybody's in a bed. It's two thirty in the morning. I'm still up, and I'll send I'll send Daryl a message. You up? <laughs> yep. Yep. So I am. <laughs> we did good tonight, didn't we? And he'll go, yep, yep. He goes, I'm watching the tape now. That <laughs> I think that there is some sort of cosmic anomaly that you cannot get home from a wrestling show no matter where it is in proximity to your house <laughs> before two or three hours after you thought you'd be home. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> under, under no circumstance. I, I did, I've done it once, and it was coming from your show. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. The show's 30 minutes from home. Nobody's riding with me. Um, I think I might just go straight home after this. I might just go directly home and not do anything else. And it is the weirdest feeling in the world. I'll never do it again. <laughs> it will never happen again because it's, it's so like, strange. What do I do with myself? Well, yeah. Uh, well, 
Why am I not worried we're going to get kicked out of a restaurant in 15 minutes? <laughs> I've been kicked out of a few in my time. I ain't going to lie about that one. You certainly have. <laughs> so, uh, did you say you, uh, you got Simon going to call in tonight? I believe I'm checking right now. Um, I talked to him a little bit earlier. I'm going to double check right now. But even if we don't, we can get into what we wanted to talk about. And that is oh, entertainment. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, yeah. Judith kind of alluded to this on last show, you know, that there was there's something so special about somebody who can entertain you without um, without losing the essence of what wrestling is. You don't have to be a five-star technical match general to get all right. you can get out of this thing. And we, I would imagine you, the centerfold thing, you had to do a lot of that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You know you uh, you had to work hard, but you had to work hard a different way. You know, right? Uh, you know, this you had to work a different part of the people's mind uh, to get it over. But it uh it, it was good. It was uh, it was a very good, entertaining uh, time in my wrestling career. Uh, some of the most fun and some of the most jaw dropping things I've ever done. Uh, when I was doing the centerfold stuff with Kenny and them, right? And how did how did people take to it? Uh, well, either lo- loved it or they hated it. And uh, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'll I'm gonna have to go. I'll be right back. Well, while you're doing that, I am going to bring on our guest, a man who fits a lot of that description that Woody was just talking about. That sometimes you don't know how to take him. But I take him as much as I can get him. Please join me in welcoming my friend to Three the Hard Way. Mr. Simon Thurman. Simon, how are you? Good evening. Good evening. I was brought tears to my eyes listening to that beautiful music. The intro was just fabulous. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, we are doing great. We're just basking in the glow. We are in the afterglow right now, Simon. When, when, you, when you have a good one, you just kind of, you don't want it to ever end, and that's where I'm just soaking it up. Well, I had not seen you in a while. What has been going on? Oh, I don't know. I've gained 20 pounds, so, you know, so loving life and eating donuts. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So what we were talking about, and this kind of came up in our last show, we had asked Jeter um, who were some of the people locally here that influenced him, and one of the names he brought up was you. Oh, well, that's because... That guy's like, oh. <laughs> exactly. We were like, well, but, you know, his point was that it's not all about arm drags and this camel clutch and this lock and this driver, which your Manchester driver is my favorite finishing move that anybody does. I just want to put that out on record. But it's not, that's, not, that's not all of it. But there's this other side to it that where you have to get out there and entertain the people. And there's nobody better at it here than you. Um, and it's a short list, and you're way at the top of it. So when you started – did you start a little later than most people do? 
I'm sorry, what was that question again? When I started what? Did you start a little later in life than most people do? Uh, as far as the wrestling business, oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I started training when I was about 28 years old and uh, did my first match about six, seven, eight months after starting training, and then I took a couple years off and then did not start wrestling on any semi or regular basis until the age of 30. Wow. So when people were seeing me at NAWA and uh, back in the day and up there at uh, White and Ranger, uh, you know, I was I was basically just breaking into the business and uh, getting my feet wet with with, uh, with performing. Dead air, am I losing you? Yes. Hey, buddy, it's Woody. Sorry about that. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm not sure. We lost Matt. Oh, poor Matt Hankins. Well, I mean, well, we can sit here and listen to the music as the uh, <laughs> as he gets back on or whatever. So, I'm back uh, in the building, so y'all. Here I am. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's ahead, what you, you get for using Boost Mobile as your hotspot. <laughs> well, you know, Simon, man's got to do. Metro PCS is supposed to work out here, but I think I'm on the edge of it. <laughs> so, you, so you didn't start wrestling, didn't start wrestling regularly until you were around the age of thirty. So that's uh, yeah. You yeah, that's really funny. came a long way in a short time then. Uh, well, I mean, um. I I had a I had an idea of what I wanted to do in wrestling and uh at the time I, I I was looking around and I noticed that there was a trend moving toward what I thought was less entertaining wrestling except they were doing a lot more um killing themselves and uh I kind of thought that maybe I could be like some sort of a modern throwback of of uh wrestling characters of yesteryear that that were that were a lot more about uh, interacting with the crowd as opposed to just performing to the crowd and, and even in my opinion just performing to themselves or the boys in the back they were they were more interested in popping the guys behind the curtain than they were uh, popping the folks uh, sitting in the in the chairs and, and paying for tickets and so that Absolutely. I, I made a conscious decision that I was going to be the total opposite of that and you know a lot of us a lot of people that have seen you know you as you know that exotic one um talk to us about some of the other stuff you did because those are my favorite things that the whole blue blood thing i just find (laughs) just engrossing i can't get over it um that you did it (laughs) well um so earlier in my career, I have to tell you, guy, I'll give you the backstory on how I got started. I was uh, I was trained by a, uh, a guy who has uh, since uh, passed away. His name was Chris Long. Uh, he was uh, shot and killed in a uh, uh, in a, a bar uh, a couple of years ago while he was working as a bouncer. But uh, he uh, he was he was the guy that uh, actually started the WWA four uh, school with uh, Frank Aldridge, and you know. A lot of the guys from WCW at the tail end of it, you know, were there training and everything. So those are those are the kind of guys that, you know, my first body slam come from uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, and you know I would be in there practicing with Jamie Noble, and then 
uh, another day I'd be in there with, you know, Ron Reese and, and, and you know, Sarge at one point. And, you know, just a, the list of names goes on and on of the guys who uh, who really influenced me. Um, Ken Timms is another one who just really, really influenced me. He would come down to that school and he would, uh, you know, he would just show us the, the littlest things, you know. It's just the littlest things that really put something over. And, um, you know, so getting back to the story, you know, that's where the training came from. And um, Chris, his big thing was that he wanted to be, he wanted me to be secret service Simon Sermon, which was supposed to be some government agent, secret agent type thing, which was almost a a half-assed play on uh, what I do in real life as a private investigator, Mm -hmm. you know, because he, it, it amused him. And um, I did a few shows um, like that, and then when I took the time off, um, I came back um, with a similar look but a completely different persona. And oddly enough, um, there was a um, there was a time in my life where I was dating um, someone, and his mother is from Manchester, England. And so what I would do um, is, you know, jokingly, I would always. I would always imitate her uh, her accent. And so when I came back, I thought, what would be more irritating to the fans in this these, these backwoods country towns than this smug, bleach-blonde British guy that claims to, you know, make so much more money than they do? You know, I would tell people I was from a, a palatial uh, uh, apartment in downtown, midtown Atlanta, Georgia, so... You know, I made it quite clear that I was very gay and I was very British and I was so much richer than they were, and it just drove people absolutely crazy. And by the way, I also carried a big, huge replica belt that was the uh, unified European title, which I then made people recognize everywhere I went as some sort of a legitimate belt. So that almost almost became the de facto cruiserweight title. So if they didn't have it, I made it. And you know it, the stories. The stories revolving around that went on and on. I had great um, angles with uh, Drew Delight and uh, with a, a female wrestler, Fantasy, who incidentally that was the person that the Manchester driver was designed for. I oh. sat back myself. Oh. What what move could a man do on a very small woman that no one has ever seen before? It is the most chauvinistic, most careless-looking move that you can find. And what else could you do besides put a woman's head between your legs, hoist her up, take a running start, and slam her neck down into the uh, uh, into the mat? And the very first time they saw it was the very first time that she and I actually had a full match from start to finish. And the ending of it was that, and you could hear a pin drop in that place because they thought she was dead. Wow. <laughs> and and that and that but that right there is you take all the entertainment, you do all the work on the mic, you 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 do all the stuff to get you to that point, and then you just need one thing. You had that one thing that made the whole thing work because I bet the match was not a whole lot of stuff going on. I bet it was you working the crowd and she'd get a little on you and you'd take it back and then you snap that uh-huh. thing off at the end and that's all they remember. That's exactly right. And a and a an entire like an entire group of fans were born out of that. There was uh, this group of college students there that that went to Barry College, and we called them the Barry Boys. And the Barry Boys they came back 
and they were they were I mean when they saw those matches they were they were locked in and they were coming to every single show and so sometimes those shows only had the Barry Boys and <laughs> and, and, a, and a sprinkling of uh, wrestlers' girlfriends sitting out in the uh, in the crowd. Unfortunately, I did some of those. Yeah, and uh, and actually, a couple of wrestlers have come out of that. One of which was Big Head Hanson. He was uh, he was one of the original Barry Boys and went on to become a wrestler. You mean somebody came out in the crowd and got in the business? That never happened. <laughs> yeah, no, never, never. <laughs> That never happens. Never, ever, ever. But uh, yeah, and um, you make it look so easy, Simon. Um, so I think people would accuse you of just being a natural. Um, well, I'll look, be as far as with you. Yeah, are I'll you? Or did it just you. come to you? Yeah, I, I mean, I am a natural because literally the only thing that I do is I go out there and I play myself. And I turn up my personality times 500%. I mean, or when you talk to me. I would say 2%, but whatever. <laughs> I would say that that's just you. <laughs> when you. When you talk to me, you realize right off the bat I'm some sort of a smart ass that thinks he knows anything and everything. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, do have a, I do have a great life. I do brag about it. Uh, I don't want for anything. Um, you know, I... Wrestling, wrestling, and what people think and what people think of me in wrestling doesn't matter to me because, you know, I have bigger and better things that I'm doing <laughs> in real, <laughs> in a quote unquote real life. And yeah, so you just take all of those real, uh, those real ingredients and you put them together and you mix them up and you you can really you can really uh, form up a just a bitter tasting fucking dinner to cram down their throats. And I love it. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I love it. Love the psychology aspect of it. And the other thing that I really love about this is we've known for many, 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 many years now that wrestling is sports entertainment. So it mm-hmm. it tickles to no end at the end of the night that I made somebody believe and get pissed about something that they knew for a fact was not real. <laughs> Mad enough to key your mother's car. I still think you did that, but I'm not going to put that out there. They they did not just key my mother's car. They took some sort of instrument and poked holes into the trunk, and they kicked the the bumper until it fell off. That's a great story because, you know. Holy moly. um, Oh, man. I I told my mom from the beginning, I was like, look, mother, you know, you're, you're, you're telling everybody who you are. And I said, right now I'm the good guy, quote, unquote. But one day there will come a time where I'm not going to be the good guy, and you're going to be the only one that they can get their hands on when I do something messed up. And she was like, (laughs) oh, no, they love you. They know that this is entertainment. They love you. I was like, mark my words, woman. So (laughs) six months later, (laughs) six months later, I'm in a six-man tag at the exotic ones. Uh, versus Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and two other two other faces, and it breaks down into a schmoz, and we take Hacksaw, Jim Duggan's two by four, and we smack the crap out of one of his his tag team partners and get the the three count one two three, and the crowd immediately gets up, goes outside, and vandalizes my mother's car. Oh no! And I was yes. there that night, folks. I will vouch for him. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> 
And my mom, she came up to the back, and she was just, she was just devastated, and she, she was, she had tears in her eyes, and she said, they, they, they destroyed my car, and I was like, oh, mother, I'm so sorry, y'all. Well, we'll just, you know, we'll see what we can do to get it fixed. And I sent her away, and as soon as she turned around, I was like, yes, look, you do it. Look and learn and see what happens. Those people knew I didn't hit that man with a two-by-four, and they destroyed a completely innocent person's car. They lynched her car. And then I got dressed and went home. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, do you think, Simon? Because I got plenty. (laughs) Go ahead then, Matt. Go ahead. Well, you you talked about how they did love you. And I I do mean love. I'm not talking about some, oh, yeah, he's great. I'm talking about full um, admiration and affection for you. And in Carrollton, the first time I ever saw you outside of PCW was you were feuding with the Bullets. And if I remember right, all four of you were bad guys. And mm-hmm. as I said, I said, well, the crowd's got to make a decision tonight. One of these minorities, they got to turn on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Simon comes through the crowd with flashing, uh, what are they? Are they like, uh, what are they? Like pasties, right? Yes, yes. And he's yes, chucking those things way. out, and it's over. It's a done deal. He has them. They're, they're his now. And did you ever think it would be that simple? Um, like I said, I, um, I, I, you know, it has a great deal to do with psychology, and it's so easy. It's so easy to piss people off, and quite frankly, it's so easy to make them happy, you know. Yeah. And the difference between a good guy and a bad guy is the good guy will take the little baby with ketchup all over it and hold on to it, and take the picture where the bad guy goes, ah! and, you know, <laughs> I hope that baby chokes on that hot dog and then, you know, walks into the back. And that is the that is the only difference between what they perceive as good and evil is how you inter- interact with them and what you'd say and do with that interaction. Because, you know, there have been shows just like that. And, and even the show where Jeter, you know, later came out, you know, month, a couple years later, and did his run. I was a heel at that moment. Yes, you yeah. I I had just got finished beating the beating the life out of Rick Michaels uh, yes. to the point where he was completely bloody. I had his blood all sorry. over my body, and you know I had I had told Rick Michaels that not even his dead mama could save him from the beating that I was going to give him. And you know, and and then and and then Jeter comes out someone perceived to be more evil than me and you know you you have a choice to make do you do you try and hold on to that to that oh it's me by myself type thing or do you let the fans get behind you because you know the worst thing in my opinion in a match is for them to all sit there on their hands and not make a sound well that's that's not the kind of matches that I want to ever be associated with me I want people yelling and screaming I want them yelling for me I want them yelling against me, but I don't want them to be ambivalent. Right. Yeah. Man, that, but no, I, I always lit up any time that it was us versus the exotic ones in any form or fashion because you knew that it was going to be 
it was going to be a night where you did something that you would remember forever. And every time, there was always something. And the, the dance-off is still one of my favorite things that I've ever been a part of. <laughs> a ridiculous dance-off. Um, we didn't even get in trouble for going extra, entirely too long. This <laughs> is what, the 12 to 15 minute dance-off? Yeah. yeah. But the problem is, so who cares, you know? And that's another thing. That's another thing that's gotten me in trouble from time to time. I will occasionally thumb my nose at what, at what the powers that be want because sometimes I, I just feel like I know what the fans want and I don't yeah. mind giving it to them. And that, that, but that's part of it too. Is yes, anybody who's listening to this that might work for me, always stick to your times. Do what the, do what the board says. But when you're out there and you can feel it, and you can feel that you know five more minutes here might might go a long way, and when you get that instinct, that's when you know you can do it. If you're not doing, if you're doing more time of of good stuff, you're it's going to pay off. It's when you think that you need to be out there for 15 minutes to do some more spots. That's when the issues come in. <laughs> yeah, and you say you say that your favorite is uh, the. Uh, uh, the dance off. Well, my favorite is the ass kicking boots. <laughs> That's what happens <laughs> when you when you give me five minutes to come up with stuff. I'm like, well, all right, that was all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had. Such, I mean, it was just such a. We we really we hated each other, but at the same time, you knew something great was going to come out of it. Um, now. Did I remember a story? Did you tell me once that Hernandez used to just give you a devil of a time when you were coming up? Well, no, it was one specific time. I only met the man uh, twice. And one Mm -hmm. time he threatened to kill me, and the second time he explained why. Um, And it went went pretty much like this. Uh, It was my very first appearance at NWA Wildside. It was me, and I was taking on this kid. Name, uh, um, oh gosh, what was his name? And I can't think of it right now because uh, I've got a thousand other thoughts going on in my head. But uh, uh, it was me and this this other kid. We were going to um, uh, we were going to have a match, and we're in the back, and we're just going over a couple things. And I'm just standing there, and I happen to look over, and Hernandez is giving me this look like you just would not believe. And 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 I just looked around and. I didn't see anybody behind me, and, and it just, I just came to the realization that this man is oh, scared and looking like that. You know, I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm like, what in the world? And the, and he's so big and so bald headed and so steroided up. What the hell could he talk? He's looking at me. So he kept giving me the stink eye mug. And so, you know, and this is back when I was about 30 years old. So, I mean, I was probably 165, 170 pounds. You know, this guy, he was a monster, probably, I mean, 260, 300 pounds, something like that. I mean, he was just this, he he looked like he ate Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle was inside of him trying to get out, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I finally go, I was like, um... Um, hey, is um, is uh, everything okay? And he stands up and he walks over to me 
and he gets nose to chest, meaning my nose was in his chest, and he goes, if you know what's good for you, you, uh, do we curse it on this show? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's fine. Go right ahead. If you know what's good for you, you will pack your bags and get the fuck out of here right now before I kill you. At which point I, <laughs> I looked around and of course every every eye in the room was on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I said, um, I'm not real sure what's going on here. I said so. But I'm an invited guest, and I was asked to be here. So if you think I should leave, then you just do whatever you feel like you've got to do, because as of right now, I'm not going anywhere. And he goes, well, you just better stay out of my way, and then just turns around and walks off. So, <laughs> fast forward. And, and I'm standing there, you know, with a little shit in my pants, you know, a little pee a trickle. A little pee trickle throwing on my, my 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 really cute motorcycle boots, you know, a little, you know. And so the next week we have me, uh, Tank, and uh, Iceberg have this powwow with him where we just get together. And I was like, all right, dude, what the hell happened last week? And he goes, well... Your friend was standing there going over your match, and he stepped on my back. And when I looked over at you, you had your chest all puffed out at me like you like you thought you were going to do something. I said, <laughs> I had my chest puffed out, huh? He goes, yeah, you had your chest puffed out, and you were wearing that British flag. And you, I said, you moron, I wear a big spongy vest. I have a bird chest. My chest won't pop out that anything. You tried to kill me over a spongy vest. And of course you started laughing. And you were going to kill me over a spongy vest. Uh, so that's all that happened. <laughs> so I saw that video of him a couple weeks ago getting into it with that guy. And he, and he put hands and, you know, Hernandez bowed up on the dude and he did not back down. And he, he one two him pretty good. And uh, I immediately well, thought, Hmm. Where have I heard this before? Unbeknownst to Hernandez, I had I had already placed the pit of my thumb across my finger, and there was going to be that full section of my thumb that was going to go directly into his eye, and I was going to hit him first because I knew that if I didn't, I was going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Blind him early. (laughs) Yeah, and so one or two things was going to happen, you know. I would be dead, but Hernandez was going to have an eye patch. <laughs> well, now well, that we'll does go to prove that you are, uh, that you are uh, Ken Tim's uh, influence. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a show one day on Ken Tim's because I, I, I've just heard of him. With everybody, either they tell the funniest story or just something that's incredibly cool. So we're going to Let gather up Let me tell you something, gentlemen, and I know that Big Wood can uh, can can corroborate what I'm about to tell you. I do not know what is in the DNA of those people, but every <laughs> fucking one of those kids are ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay? They oh, can yeah. kill you with a stare. They can kill you with a stubbed toe. They can kill you with a flick of the finger. I do not know what lineage they are or for what master race these people come from, <laughs> but they are Vikings. They are fighters. They are dragons. They are invisible. They are invincible. They are scary. Every fucking one of them. And I, I don't care if one of them is a baby. I will, if the baby wants to get by, I will step out of the way for a Tim's baby. I am yes, legit sir, baby. every yes, sir. fucking one of them. <laughs> just scaring every fucking one of them. And for good reason. And if you're, and if you're smart, you can scare them too. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Be warned. Them kids can mangle you. I'm telling you, every one of them can mangle you. Yes. 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 And we'll do it with a smile. Room, Simon. Um, but I, so we talked about you being a great entertainment. I'm going to tell you again, and I told you the night it happened. That cage match with you and Rick was a masterpiece. And I just stood there, slack-jawed, I should have had a big lollipop and a balloon in my hand going down the midway because that night I was nothing but a mark. I could not believe it was going on. I just couldn't believe that, A, you made Ricky Ray work that hard. <laughs> it was, I, I still, I look, I think back on it all the time. Like that was, that was, that might have been the last time, you know, since my uh, position on the guardrail changed. That I was just completely in. I was caught up in rapture, and I was. I wasn't thinking of that. Oh, those are the guys that I saw in the back, and you know that's my buddy Simon, and that's my buddy Rick. And I was just like, holy shit, they're going to kill each other. <laughs> they're going to kill each other, <laughs> and, and I want to see it happen. <laughs> that, that's one of the great things about being in the ring with somebody who you know is a professional. You can really go out there and you can put it on the line. I can tell you right now, there is no other wrestler in this business that 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 Rick Michaels will allow to turn him upside down and drive his head and neck anywhere near the mat. I mean, it's about it's about trust. It's about professionalism, and it's also that trust also brings a little something to the to the equation that you can even make it edgier because Rick Michaels and I we know each other. I know, I know, I know how to make him cry, and I said things well, that would make him cry, so that when he came back to me in a in a promo with with whatever he wanted to say in return, there was real emotion. He could drag real emotion out of me, and I can drag real emotion out of him, and that is a special connection that not a lot of of uh, angles and not a lot of uh, feuds can can say actually happen. Because when we get emotionally involved, then I know for a fact that the crowd gets emotionally involved. And that's what it all boils down to. Well, Simon, I thank you so much for calling in. You are welcome here anytime. You got anything coming up you want to tell the people about? Not a damn thing. I don't even know what I'm doing from one week to the next. I knew it. But you got a of cool bobblehead, though. I did get a bobblehead, but of course, PC Wrestling Alliance in Carrollton, Georgia. It's been my home for for years or for quite a few years. I uh, I appreciate Shane Knowles and and uh, and his dad. They're uh, they're all great people. They run a great show. They run a they you know appreciate the longevity and the professionalism. 
and you know the check has not bounced not one single time. So not there you one have. time, baby. It no, always <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Simon. Thank, thank you very you much, there. guys. It's a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate we'll you. See you down the road, buddy. All right. Hey, down. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to tell you. He is a genuine artifact. He is. He a is. Very, he's a very entertaining individual and uh, has a very good head on his shoulders as far as, the business, as far as the business is concerned. And you know, I, there's there's not there's not five like him around here just because he has this innate ability to take the thing you want him to do and then make it his thing and then do it better than you could have drawn it up. And oh, it doesn't yeah. matter who he's working with, what he's doing. Um, he's, I've never heard him complain once about what was going on. And if, you know, if he's got a different idea on something, he knows how to convey that to you without it being disrespectful and, and to keep oh, people yeah. getting irate, unless he unless it's somebody who needs to be told <laughs> the way it truly is, too, because he can turn <laughs> that on you in a minute. But, I mean, if, you, if you've not seen Simon Sermon, then that's on you. You got to see it because it is the most entertaining. I just can't believe the things he he is able to do, especially. And you know, it always you know most of the time people talk about Simon Turner. Oh, he's a gay guy and this thing and that thing. You know that, and that's an old trope in wrestling and, and all that. But mm. that goes away so quickly. Um, you you see, he's so genuine that you stop viewing him with any of the thing like you would look at a. Any of those characters that that were that were doing that to 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 be a character, you, he's so real that it's past that. And I don't even think of him like that's just Simon. <laughs> and there are plenty of us in the back who are just waiting for an opportunity to get to be an exotic one one night because <laughs> they make it look so natural and so easy. And he's not. I mean, they've been at Peach State um, and been high on the card at Peach State for I don't know. Years now, maybe you know what, oh, whatever yeah. anniversary yeah. they just had, it's been you know that long. They've been there, and and they and he's, the people have hated him and loved him, with equal with equal vigor so many times. I think was well, surely there. It, it, he can't keep it going, but he somehow does. Well, all right, Woody, what's up? You took this weekend off, so I know you got to double down on the next one. <sighs> no, I'm just got just got a one shotter this weekend. We're going to run it to DSCWM. Arena in Blue Ridge on Saturday night, bell time, 8 p.m. And then on the 16th, we got the Battle of the Studs, Part 2, Gunner Miller versus Impact, former Impact star Gunner. So, what? in a street fight. There goes Woody no... making my damn talent again. <laughs> <laughs> street fight, uh, no rule, you know, no bolt, no, you know, you know all that stuff. Street fight, no oh. rules, all that stuff. No, no DQ, all that crap. So uh, it's gonna be, uh, be should be something good to watch. Should be really. Well, good. Well, I tell you what, you got Gunner Miller up there taking on Gunner. Um, to be fair, September seventeenth is coming very quickly. I'm gonna put Jeter to work too. I don't want wow. I don't want Jeff G. Taylor to say that I was giving Jeter a night off while Gunner Miller was up there taking on. Uh, impacts Gunner. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Jeter in the ring with the strong style psycho 
run by Holy the name of Hank. Moly. <laughs> you, better, you better check that ring out before you get started. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get some whales. We're going to get the whales <laughs> tightened up. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's what we're going to do on July 16th. I'm going to put them in there but uh, that's what we're gonna do, and and I think that and uh, I think yeah, Gunnar Miller's gonna take on Tank sometime soon too. Maybe while we wrestle, that might be yeah, that might I believe, be yeah, I believe so. so. We've uh, have we're, a we're trying to see. That's we, we're trying a, a, a few new towns. We're going into Benton, Tennessee, and going back to Blairsville, Georgia. And uh, going back to La Follette, Tennessee, so we are spreading our wings and trying to fly a little bit, see All what right. happens. We're going to march ever so close. I'm so doggone excited about second ground. I can't stand it. That is kind of uh, 4th of July. Once it hits, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, it's almost here. Time's baby. near. It is Time's almost near. here. And we're at it. We both got some biggins, so you can look for future updates from us about second ground. Um, on the Facebook, on the Internet, anywhere, right here on this podcast. You can hear the same for Woody's Big Show coming up. We thank you so much for joining us. We have been three the hard way. Y'all have a good night. Thank you, guys. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.